and today i'm talking to you on the subject the act of obedience the act of obedience the bible teaches that we should follow after people who have successfully inherited god's promises the people who have successfully followed god and inherited the promises we are encouraged that we be not slothful but we should be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 now looking around there is one person that we can learn from and that person is called abram he began as abram and ended up as abraham Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 verse 1 and 2 that and Abraham went up out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south and Abraham was very rich in cattle in silver and in gold Abraham was a successful person he was a married he was married and had children he was very rich in cattle silver and in gold in our day Probably, he would have been an, inv an investor. Okay, he would be an uh, investment banker. He would have traded in properties and in stocks. He was a person that God knew him personally. And God spoke to him face to face many times. And God also answered his prayers. Now, if there is somebody who God answers their prayer... That God speaks to them, you would like to associate with such a person, wouldn't you? He fought and won many battles in his lifetime. He died at a very good old age, having seen the mercies of God throughout all his life and the journeys of his life. To the extent that in the New Testament, when Jesus told the story of Lazarus and the rich man, he mentioned that Lazarus was taken to the bosom of Father Abraham. What a qualification. That God will remember you from the day you were born. And Jesus, on his days on earth, will speak about you. What is it at all about Abraham? What distinguished him? What made him that special? All this means that Abraham was so important and relevant as a person even after his death. There are people that the moment they die, their relevance ends and ceases. But I pray that, that will not be your story. Yes. Some become insignificant in the next world. But as we heed to the lessons of this message, we shall remain significant even in old age and if he, even after we are dead. If Abraham was alive today, most of the journalists would have approached him and want to interview him and ask him, like they would approach people like Bill Gates, you know, to say, can we interview you just because of his wealth? Don't even talk about his spirituality as yet. Alright? They will ask him, how did you make it? What were the secrets? What made you succeed? Those were the questions that they would ask Father Abraham. How were you that famous, prosperous? Okay, why did God choose you 
and spoke to you and not to others? These are questions that each one would like to know. But the good news is that even though we are not living in the days of Father Abraham, the Bible has recorded things so accurately that we can study, we can know, we can learn. And by this, follow after the examples of Abraham. That is what we are going to be doing today. And as we study our Bible, we can learn some of his secrets and principles. Instead of waiting for some false prophet to ask you for the teeth of a lion and the tail of a tiger in order to succeed, I want you to join me and let us learn the secrets of Abraham's success. Some of you will go to places and they'll say, go and bring the teeth of a lion bring the tail of a tiger then I will show you how to prosper something that it is by drinking some amount of oil that will make you succeed but beloved succeeding is not that complex we can learn it we can follow it and we can also become very successful obedience of Abraham is my subject for today Genesis 12 verse 1 to 3 says that, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now the first time we hear of Abraham in the Bible, the Lord was giving him an instruction. God told him to leave his country and travel to a strange land. Now hold on here. Some of us, we don't like instructions. But you see, you cannot live this life without being instructed. Because no one knows the full counsel of God. Nobody knows it all. So once upon a time, you must be given an instruction. And instructions are given to be obeyed. You see, I gave a certain work to a certain artisan the past one week, Pastor Victor. And the guy seemed to be very experienced on his job. He knows the work. I asked him to cast a certain concrete at a certain gate but you see the guy felt he knew so much so he didn't do it you understand he didn't do it then after a week of giving him the instruction I asked a truck to do a certain delivery when the truck got to that gate the truck got stuck now, this same person caused me to complain. So now, I said, but do you remember I instructed you to do this? If you had, you see, at the time I was giving him the instruction, I did not teach him. I did not tell him the reason for the instruction. By the way, somebody, somebody with a little mind 
somebody with a little man emphasis will say that but why didn't you teach him do you get the point but god even god doesn't teach us first god first instruct us and he expects the instruction to be obeyed and teachings doesn't always have to be by word sometimes teachings come by observation so this guy would have learned a lesson if he had simply obeyed and the truck that he didn't know about comes to pass there easily then he would say oh wow so this was the rationale behind the instruction. At that moment, on his own, he has learned a certain lesson that can never be taken away from him. But if you open your mouth to tell him that, do this because of this and that and that, when he gets into a complex situation one day where there is no rationale behind it, he wouldn't learn a lesson. So God will first instruct you. Then he will teach you. You understand? This life is a life of instructions. And any instruction given to you may be above your mental capacity. Maybe above your thinking pattern. Because if it wasn't above your thinking pattern, you would have known it yourself. The fact that you don't know it, that's why you have been instructed. If I come and I tell you that, don't open these windows, these walls, don't open them. I don't give you any reason. I just said, don't open them <laughs> and you decide that you will not obey me and you go and open one of them next time you come these whole curtains will be down then you'll be surprised ah my pastor you should have told me the reason not to open this no when you see another tent having their curtains down because a window has been opened then you realize that oh wow but there's nothing to indicate if i tell you today that if i tell you all right now that by opening these two two walls here if i tell you now by opening this one two one two and we close and we go home by the time we come back next sunday it's possible that this whole tent will be down will you believe me you don't believe, right? Because you don't know. This tent hates one thing. It hates an opening. Okay? It hates a situation where there's one opening for air to enter and have no other place to go out. This thing, it hates it. Small wind can carry this whole tent like a flying balloon kite and I know you don't believe it wind 
can carry this tent. Do you get a point here? So, even though the place is warm, and I know you are asking in your head, why haven't they opened it? The thing is this. When you open it, it's difficult to, to get it back. So, oftentimes, when they open and they are closing, it's very difficult. So, they leave it just like that. By the time we come back in hours, all the curtains are falling down because wind entered. Do, do you get a point here? See, I am now teaching you something. But you see, it doesn't make sense to you because you haven't experienced it. Now, even me telling you this surprises you. How much more God and the instructions that he gives you because comparing our mind to that of God is like <laughs> can I compare no how do you compare even this one surprises you this small thing I said surprises you beloved in your work with God you're going to be, get many more surprises so you have to learn to simply obey God this first and great principle is something that every believer needs to accept not, not, not to negotiate, but to accept. If you obey God, it will bring blessings to your life. God told Abraham that he would bless him and that everybody who blessed him would also be blessed. God told him that he would make a great nation out of him. Notice that all the blessings of Abraham were on the condition that he obeyed God's command. So Abraham, you'll be blessed if. You'll be blessed if. You'll be blessed if. That means that if the if is not done, the blessing doesn't come. There are many people in the world and God has blessing for everyone. However, the key that makes the blessing manifest is obedience to God. Abraham took the decision of a lifetime. He decided to leave his family and his country and launch out in obedience to God. God said, leave your father's house. Go to a land that I will later show you. He decided it. He obeyed God. Moving out to a land he did not even know. Amen. I remember on that day. Pastor Victor, you remember on the 13th of August 2017. When we decided to launch the church at Kingsbridge Hotel. Listen. On that day. I didn't have money. I didn't have money. But God, God told me, Elvis, get up, start a church. This week, start a church. Look, I sent two guys to East Legon to go and look for a venue. They went, roamed, 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 roamed. They came back to me at the office. They said, we didn't find a place. And God said to me, you better get up and go. And I had instruction. When you get to East Legon, drive on the boundary road from one end to another. When you get to the other end, make a U-turn and come back. By the time you reach the, the, the other end, I will show you what I want you to have. It was an instruction ahead. Does it make sense? It didn't make sense. 
I got into my car. I picked one guy. Hold on here. I picked one guy. God did not tell me to pick anybody. But I picked one guy with me. And wise, I was obeying God on the boundary road at East Ligon. After every meters of drive, the guy would tell me, Oh, pastor, there's this property here. Let's go and look. Then we'll veer off boundary road. Then we'll go look at it, waste our time. We'll see nothing. Then I will hear the voice. I told you, stay on the boundary road. Then we'll come back to the boundary road. And the moment we make a few meters of rest, oh, pastor, um, I just called somebody. He said there's a property here. Let's go. And then I'll veer off again. Then we, I was the one driving. Then we'll go again and waste our time. Finally, when we go back to the boundary road, and he said it the third time that, oh, let's go and see this. I told him, young man, you know what? Shut up and drive with me. You are distracting me. So, I know you got moody. But you see, your moodiness must not change what God has told me that I know is the voice of God. So, I also disregarded him. And I kept on driving. Then I drove to the end of the boundary road. And that's more runabout. Right? Then I made a U-turn. But I must confess, in my mind, it didn't make sense. Here is somebody telling me that there are properties we can go and see. And here is me claiming that I've heard a voice and therefore I'm running with the voice of God. We kept coming back and then when we got to um, ARS runabout, the road that leads to um, UPSA, the guy said that, oh, pastor, there is this other thing here and... uh, and you see, out of the fact that we have driven all this while and I had not seen anything, right? I heeded that voice. You see, let me say to you, ladies and gentlemen, there will be several voices that would distract you when God instructs you. Okay? So now, he distracted me again. And I veered off. But this time, after I veered off to take the UPSA road, then I violently heard a voice. I told you, stay on the boundary road. So immediately, I turned the car. Then I said, you are distracting me. Stop the distraction. The force with which I heard the voice, I transferred the force to the young man sitting next to me without mercy so now I'm finally back to where God had instructed me and then the moment I got back to the to the boundary road then I saw on my right Kingsbridge Hotel then the Lord spoke to me and said son that is why I ask you to drive on the boundary road. That is the place. Hold on here. I don't know how Kingsbridge Hotel looks like. I have not entered there before. I have not even seen it before. But I heard a voice. This is what I am asking you to come for. Do you know that? 
when I finally turned at the roundabout at the sign of Kingsbridge Hotel, going to Kingsbridge Hotel between where I turned and Kingsbridge Hotel, this guy distracted me again. This guy distracted me again, showing me that oh, this is the place. So some wrong places. The guy then I said, ah, Are you sure this cannot be the place? Why he said so? We stopped. We spoke to somebody. Said, oh no, this place some negative information. So I said, Young man, be quiet. <laughs> ah, Jesus. We finally got to Kingsbridge Hotel, and guess what? I met a guy. The guy said he's a Muslim, and that churches had come to ask for the same facility, and he has he has never done it. Hold on. Me, as at the time I was even asking, I didn't even have the money. But there are churches that had the money that had gone to the same place that did not get it. Then, I, then he said, he will not give it, blah, blah, blah. I said, young man, why are you telling me that others have come and didn't give them and you are using that to compare my coming? I want you to look at me and treat me as an individual. Can we have a chat? The long result of it all is that the guy granted my request and gave me that place. Look, there were people who were asking me on that day, why are you rushing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But the Lord had told me that you must have service on that day. On that first Sunday, you must have service. Is that not it? Hmm. It was on the 11th. And I must have service on the 13th, which was a Sunday. I got the place. I called Pastor Victor. I called a few other people. I told them, I think I called you to write. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matilda. I called you all. And then I said, let's go and have service in that place. Guess what? That same day we had the first service. When we closed from church on that day, I preached on the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23. Yeah. And that's why we got a shepherd house. Yeah. So, after preaching, I left. Then after about 30 minutes or an hour, Pastor Victor called me. He said, oh, there was this new guy who came to the church. Listen carefully. Pastor Victor's friend, but Pastor Victor and this guy had never met before. True? You never met before. You spoke on the phones, but you've never seen his face. So, it was in the church you met for the first time. When we closed, the guy said, oh, the message you preach on the Lord is my shepherd touched me a lot. So he told Pastor Victor that I have a plot of land I want to give to, to Pastor Elvis for the work of God. And at that time, he said the price was what? 70000 this? Do you know the price today? The price today, they are selling land opposite that land at 128,000 cities today. I have it online. I can show you today. Just across the street, they said 128,000. If some are selling this at 150,000. Do you understand the point? But guess what? We met in that hotel for only three times. Only three times. So, the longer and short of what I'm telling you is that God's instructions, guess what? If I had not obeyed that thing on that day, nothing will happen to me. But I will also not know what I missed. 
Can I say to you that God's instruction that did not make sense to you, that you chose not to disobey, caused you to miss an entry point? Amen? I remember in 1992, August, in fact, it was in July, 1992, Village Wink of IHCF, that is Interhall Christian Fellowship, were going for an outreach in a town called Inkawe. And the Lord said to me, Elvis, I want you, one, donate money for the trip two be part of the trip i heard it so vividly so clearly i began to fast i began to pray for that particular trip right <laughs> on the day of the departure which was the 30th of july right in fact 31st of july 1992 I sat in the car and up to today, I can still remember the video where I sat. God told me, sit at the back. So I sat at the far back, in the middle, back. I was the last person there. From K UST, that, would, that time there was no KN. The KN came after we left. Okay, that was just UST. University of Spiritual Training. Everyone who came at that time, it was, it, was a, it was a spiritual training. I heard that instruction so clearly. By which time, beloved, I was praying to God to give me a wife. I did not go on that trip thinking about a wife. I wasn't. I wasn't. But when I sat in the car, I saw the ladies sharing biscuits and they offered me and I said no. On the way, they bought food. They were eating. They offered me and I said no because I was spiritual. Brother Spiritus, I was, I was, I was seeking God. So when we got to Ingawe, it was late. Everybody was tired. So we just have to go and sleep. Then they said, oh, and we are tired. We can't even pray. So we just want to ask brother, brother Elvis to lead us in a short time of one minute of prayer. Like pray and let's depart. Then I said, okay, 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 okay. But then people, a lot of them didn't know me except the leaders. I said, okay, can we form a circle? Let's form a circle. One minute, let's form a circle. That one minute turned out to be one hour. So, whilst I was leading the prayer, then this one would tell us, who is this? 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 So, when we finished the prayer, they said, no. then they said, oh, but you see, the guy who led the prayer hasn't eaten. When we were in the bus and were sharing, he didn't take. Then, as me, we are mobile. Then they said, oh, let's, let's get him some biscuits. Let's go there. So, they were rushing to go and bring me some biscuits. Then one sister also brought me her biscuits. <laughs> One sister, one sister too brought me her biscuit. When they were bringing it, then she also gave the, said, I don't know what she put in that biscuit. 
that whatever she put in that whatever she put in that biscuit did the magic <laughs> beloved hear me well hear me well that day the, the next day the first of august i was preaching then i saw a lady at the back carrying babies carrying children then i had an instruction god said that is your wife look i cannot tell you i knew anyone in that group except my immediate friends the leaders of the group because that lady that i saw carrying the babies was not part of the village group she was part of the listen child evangelism wing of icf she heard that village wing which i was part was going and she decided that i'll be part of it because she assumed that there will be children at the village that she can take care of them that's the only reason why she joined i can tell you today if she had missed that day she would have missed a wonderful man if i had not obeyed that voice to be a part of that trip not just that but to even sponsor financial i didn't have money but i was praying that god give me money to support and that time i think i can remember how much i gave it was amazing beloved guess what you say over oh, but if you have missed that one there would have been other people you could have married oh you see that's the mistake you make in life that's the mistake you make in life there are millions of women you can marry in life there are millions of men you can marry in life but you know something there is possibly just one or a few that can fulfill your dreams or vision for life are you hearing me well and that is why i said you will never know what you missed you will never know what you missed by disobeying god God told Abraham, leave and go. Leave and go. If he had not left and gone, he would have not known what he missed. And I'm here today to announce to you, beloved, that obedience is the secret of success in life. People think that Abraham succeeded because he sacrificed Isaac. That is not true. Abraham succeeded because he obeyed God. It was not faith. It was obedience. Bible says, by faith, he did, he did, he did. But, you see, you, the reason why you can't exercise faith is because you are not obedient. In our lives, we are likely to make two or three of such decisions. These are decisions that change the entire course of our lives. Remember that greatness is dependent on obedience to the voice of God. Greatness is dependent on the, and obedience to the voice of God. Today, by the grace of God, I'll have a house to stay in and say it's my own. It was because of that simple obedience on the 13th of August. Oh, yes. Huh? If you, Pastor Victor, had disobeyed God, when God told you to invite your friend to church on that day, you would have deprived the church. And guess what? The same guy was the, the guy who gave me the first fridge for our church at the shepherd house. The same guy. Is that not it? Blessings are reserved for those who hear and obey. And it shall come to pass 
If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will save thee on high, above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Look, in Deuteronomy 28, God tells us that when we obey, his blessings shall overtake us. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, don't just obey, but obey fully. We have obedience, and we have full obedience. When you do decide to obey God, do not obey him partially. Do not add things which God did not ask you to, to do. God did not call Abraham with lots. He called Abraham alone. Isaiah chapter 51 verse 1 and 2. Look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone. I called him and say I called him alone. So when God calls you alone, don't carry others, other people with you. Because I called him alone, I blessed him. Abraham made the mistake of taking Lot with him. And this caused many problems for Abraham. I've always said it, and let me repeat it here today. We have what we call singularity of leadership. Everybody, look at my lips. I want you to remember this. Singularity. Say singularity. If your tongue can't take it, still try. Say singularity. Singularity. That means that leadership is what? Single. Leadership is never what? We don't have dual leadership. We don't have co-leadership. Leadership is always entrusted to a person. The leadership of Christ Overseas Ministries is Dr. Isaac Pintel. Period. There may be other leaders, but all the other leaders, including myself, we submit fully to the singular leadership of Dr. Isaac Painter. There can never be two leaders at one time for the ministry. Always, at every time, by day, by night, rain or shine, it is Dr. Isaac Painter. Get that in mind. When it comes to ministry, we have pluralism. It's plural. It's not, I won't ask you to mention that one. It is plural. It is not what? Singular. Ministry is done by all of us. But leadership is one person at a time. Okay? When God called Abraham, God called him alone. Pastors even make mistakes. Businessmen make mistakes. When God called you into business and said, I'm giving you a company. You go and call a friend who also have civil engineering degree. Thinking that because he has the same qualification, you can share the company and be leaders together. But that is not what God meant. You can get your own business running and get others to come and support you. But never ever accept what we call the co-chairman, the co-pastor, the co-leader. Please, don't do it because you will miss something great. 
anybody who cannot submit themselves and just be an assistant under you except they become a co are not qualified are not entitled are not permitted are not allowed to be part of your life are you hearing me well anybody that is coming into your like this church right today we are here and we have a big time pastor who decides that I want to make Christ Oasis my church is that not it and they come but because of their stature in life I announce to you oh as from now this great pastor will be a co-pastor with me and he and I will pastor you and the only reason I'm saying that is because the man is too big that he cannot be under me it's a wrong move it should not, see never appoint anybody you cannot disappoint never ever ask any pastor assistant pastor in your church one day if you ever get a church never ask anyone never invite anyone to your church to come and preach whom you cannot tell after the appointment that i'm sorry you are not preaching if i ever ask pastor vito to preach next sunday right because i'm not in town then all of a sudden i change my mind that it, it should not be pastor victor but it should be pastor philip right if i can't call pastor victor and disappoint him and tell him that pastor victor did i ask you to preach next sunday he said yes uh, i'm sorry i changed my mind pastor philip is preaching if i can't tell you that then it was wrong i even ask you to preach in the first place If I can't disappoint you, I shouldn't appoint you. And in fact, I don't have to give you reasons. You see, your small mind, your small mind, with your little knowledge in management, okay, worldly management will tell you that, oh, but you have to explain. <laughs> oh, but, but you have to explain. You see, that is the spirit of, of pride in, the, in your hearts. Why you think that even your boss at the secular must explain all his actions to you? Am I injecting you? I intended to inject you. If it's not getting to your heart, it means the message is not coming. Yes. So, Victor, you know what? I said you are preaching next Sunday, but um, I've changed my mind. All right? God bless you. Philip, next Sunday, you are preaching. Then next Sunday, you get ready. You get ready to come and preach. The wise who are mounting the platform, I changed my mind again. I said I wasn't going to be around, but it happened that I arrived. So I came and I said, um, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have to explain to you Because when God called, God called me alone. And he blessed me by giving you to me. Abraham made that mistake. And then he carried lots with him. And Bible says that a time came that lots servants and Abraham's servants were fighting. Hey! Can you imagine 
that my servants and Pastor Philip's servants are fighting. When did you grow so big to our servants that your servants are not my servants? That your servants know that they are your servants and they are not my servants and therefore they are fighting with those that they think they are my servants. What a fall. What impunity. What arrogance. What pride. Even if Abraham made a mistake by taking Lot along, Lot should not be mischievous. Lot should not be ungrateful. Lot should find it as a privilege to be with Abraham and never to think he too has servants. Ah, God called Dr. Isaac Painter. God didn't tell him to take Elvis along. God didn't tell him to take what? Elvis along. Dr. Painter should never regret taking me along. Did you hear what I said? And he will never regret taking me along. No pastor that I ever served under must ever regret that I ever joined him. If there must be regret, there must be regret that they never had me. Not that they got me. And what determines that is your actions. So I must never regret carrying you with me. So there should never be a time when now you have your men. It will never happen. Never. Because your wife should be able to tell you that. Hey, my husband, I love you, you know. On that day, I told you that till death do us part, and it is true. But I'm telling you that I am with this man. I'm with him for the rest of our lives. If we misbehave, the children and I, we shall continue there. Do you understand what I'm telling you now? That is it because, you see, my wife and my children, whether I like it or not, belong to Dr. Painter. Oh yes, they belong to Dr. Painter. That has been my posture all my years. But as for Lot, his servants were fighting with the servant of Abraham. Ah, my brothers and sisters, I want you to see today that it's a privilege to be called. Amen. When I was in Dakrade, I told the church, I met a good number of young guys and young ladies. And I told them, I told them why I was preaching on, you were there. Friday night, I asked them, since I came, I have not asked any of you for your phone number. You understand? And that is because you are not important to me. The important person here is Pastor Frederick. He is the important man here. There should never be a day in your life that any of you will pick a phone and trace me in Accra 
bypassing Pastor Frederick, I will crush you if you ever made that attempt. If you are coming to Accra and you want to attend our church, tell Pastor Frederick that Pastor Frederick, I'll be in Accra. And so I would like to attend Oasis in Accra. Can you please direct me? Do you understand? Then you come here on his permission. Then I will call him and tell him that Pastor Frederick, one of your sons, one of your sons came to me here. But if any of them will make any attempt to circumvent Pastor Frederick to reach out to me for a so-called favor that they think they need is unbiblical, it's never of God, it's devilish, they will pay for it one day. Today, you are hearing me, you are not taking my word. May God help you. May God bless you. One day, have a business of your own. Have an entity of your own. May God lift you to a position. And because you don't agree to this message, let all your disagreement to this message replay in your organization. Because you don't agree to it, let it replay in your what? In your own organization. And on that day, you will invite Pastor Elvis. Can you come and have a talk in my organization? I said, what talk? He said, the talk on the art of obedience. Because when we preach it, you think that we are preaching because we want to bound you to ourselves. Forget about me. Take me out. Think about you and your future organization. That one day, you are a CEO of an organization, right? And you have deputy CEO. And that deputy CEO has his own people. And you the CEO, you have your own people. Is that not it? And then you will see. And let the operation officer also have her own people. And let the account department also have what? Their own people. Then you will see that what I preach today is a relevant message that must apply in your life. My brothers, my sisters, Lot made the mistake. Abraham asked him, choose! You know what? You shouldn't have even waited for Abraham to stem to this matter. If any of you pastors see that there's a fashion that is drawing near to you, don't even wait for me to step in. You better call him and tell him, you know something? Me being with Pastor Elvin is a place. You see, Dr. Painter was talking to me on um, when did I go to Wednesday? talking to me on Tuesday. Okay. And Doc said, said something. Pastor Elvis, I know Pastor Victor doesn't even know how much I know him. Yes, that's my pastor talking to me about you. Because you are his son. And in Christ, there are no grandchildren. So it's not as if I am your father and he's your grandfather. He's my father. He is your father. In spite of the fact that you are my son. When you and I are together, he's our father. Do you understand? So, I even mentioned to your wife, if you go ask her, I, I, told, I mentioned to your wife, when she came home on Tuesday night, I told her, oh, Doc just mentioned you guys, so I'll be talking to you about it. Do you understand? Because his eyes definitely is everywhere. 
but he also acknowledges that huh? I am also your father here as much as he is our father so you imagine that you now bypass me and you want to do your own thing and your children are misbehaving and you can't tell them that hey the privilege that I have even with Dr. Pintel is because I know Pastor Elvis if you didn't know me would you know him if I didn't decide for Oasis, would you know him? Never. You never know him. Never. How dare you think one day that you know him because of your connections? Or because of your agility? Or you know how to speak? Or your dexterity? Or your smartness? Or your biblical quotation? Or your handsomeness? Or your beard, which I don't have? No, why should it be so? Why should it be so? It should be that hair. Guys, stop misbehaving. You know what? I am where I am because he took me along. Let's assume he even made a mistake. But he still took me along. If God has to deal with him for taking me along, I shouldn't deal with him. I should rather comfort him and suit his pain. But you see, people who don't know by and, and you know that whatever you sow, good measure, press down, running over. Shake it together, it shall be given unto you. It's only pastors who like money who change the scripture. When the Bible says that, oh, give and it shall be given to you, press down, shake it together. When you study that context, it wasn't talking about money. It wasn't talking about money. But we use money because it's the money that we want in the church. So we use money. But it wasn't talking about money. Everything that you give, hey, if you give good things, good things shall be multiplied into your life. If you give money, money shall be multiplied into your life. If you give wahala, wahala will be multiplied into your life. If you give troubles, troubles will be multiplied into your life. If you give gossip, gossip will be multiplied into your life. If you give character assassination, character assassination will be multiplied into your life. Whatever you give, you will get them in abundance. So all the graces that you sow and your level of obedience, pastor, servant will serve you. Servant, servant will serve you, Pastor Victor. Servant will serve you because ah, if Dr. Pintel staying far away in Chicago can see you here and testify because I have not sp spoken to him about you. Then you know what? God has located you. Our Father located you. And that is because the Heavenly Father himself what? Located you. So hear me well. You see, me, when I was leaving my previous organization, Huh? I didn't carry anybody with me. I didn't carry anything with me. I didn't ever sit down with anybody to conspire and to plan. I hear him well. Not even properties. Properties, like the car that was given to me, was I did not take it with me. Amen? Members that came with me, I didn't carry them with me. It, there was two, two leaders who stepped into my fellowship in my house and announced that anybody here that wants to stay with Pastor Elvis, it is all right. Was it, was it announced? Abba. It was announced. And I never, ever went anywhere. Do you know, ask my wife, even last week, if I tell you people from my previous organizations who come into my house for counsel, it will shock you. If God cannot bless me, why must a human being bless me? Please, Obedience. Say obedience. 
Obey quickly. Obey fully. Remember, in my last scripture, Psalm 76, it says that promotion does not come from the east, the west, or the south. Promotion comes from the Lord. My last scripture. I hear him well. Promotion comes from the Lord. I hear him well. Promotion comes from the Lord. So, he said, for, for promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. Say after me, God is the judge. God will judge our hearts. God will judge your heart. God will judge my heart. You see, promotion comes from him. He's a judge. He puts down one and he set up another. Don't try to set up yourself. Oh. Let God set you up. Don't try to eat an un unripened banana. Don't eat unripe mango. Please, when you pluck mango and you want to eat, wait till it's ripe. Meaning that don't take something that will make your mouth sore. Obedience. And I told you last week, obey God irrespective of what it is. Irrespective of what it is. Obey God. Don't undermine anybody. If I set up a choir leader, don't undermine that leader. Don't go behind that leader trying to view somebody else as your leader. If you do that, it will be multiplied back to you one day. And you can never carry it. So don't try it. At your workplace, that's your unbelieving boss. Don't undermine him. Okay? Never ever say anything you don't want to be said about you. Never ever. But if you do that, to come back to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? And beloved, some of God's instructions, they may not be sweet at the time, but simply obey God. Amen. Simply obey God. When the Lord spoke to me about, give me this mountain. I didn't know there was a land. But God said, give me this mountain. God said, put together a program. Let all the pastors line up and preach it. And all the pastors went to research and they came and preached it on that day. A week after the preaching, God gave us this land. And you know, it was easy for us to come here because you were the same people who had preached, give me this mountain. So if you have preached, give me this mountain and I say, we are coming here. Will you say no? You can't say no because you, you preach it. You were preaching, give me this. I, I heard you. I still have your tape. I can go and play it now. It will have your tape. It will have your tape. It will have your tape. Is that not it? You preach some, Miguel. You didn't preach some. You have to preach yours. Pastor Nana preach. What is Pastor Nana? Aha, you preach it, prophet. Pastor Jay also preach. He's now living in America. And Pastor Kobe. Give me this mountain. Give me the, and then God's okay. You have the mountain. Then I say, uh, I say, hey, when you were preaching it, what were you thinking? But the truth is that when I gave that topic, honestly, I had not seen any mountain. But it was God. Oh, Namiwe. It was God preparing our hearts. Then I would ask, oh Lord, why do you think we have to preach this message? Give me this mountain. There is there any mountain in Accra? Hey, I don't see any mountain in Accra. I, at least my hometown there are mountains. 
That's around Afajato. But beside that, I don't see any other mountains. So where is the mountain? Where is the mountain? I said, I was, I was lying on the floor in Tamale. I was lying on the floor. And I was sweating just like this. I was sweating. It was in June, right? June ending. Yeah, it was June ending. No, around your birthday. I was sweating. Then God said, My son, put together a program. Give, this, give me this mountain. I said, Huh? Joshua, chapter 14. Open the Bible. I read it. I said, Wow. Immediately I called Amma. I said, Amma. Put together this program. Get your pictures. This is another fast. Then one of you said, eh, but you should have consulted us before. Ah. <laughs> now finally. Pastor, where does an advice or counsel for a leader comes in? In reference to obedience to God. That is to say that. If my leader comes and says, God says this, do I have a voice? Yes, you have a voice. But it's only an expression of what? An opinion. For example, I'm so blessed and so privileged to be one of the board of directors of Christ Oasis Ministries. And remember what I said. I counted what? A privilege. Use the word for me, privilege. Say privilege. So I am privileged to be among the six or so board members of this worldwide organization in charge of the whole of Africa. Okay? In charge of missions. When Dr. Painter was pronounced, I said, hey, this is a big push. Wow. Hold on, hold on. It's a privilege. So now I go for a meeting with my boss. And my boss tabled something for implementation or discussion. Do I have a voice? Yes, I have a voice. I can speak my mind. That I think if we go this way, it's better. If you go that way, it's better. When we do this, it's better. But all you know, he had heard from God what he must do. He only wants our opinion. Is that not it? Now, I express my opinion. If I express my opinion and he thinks, that, wow, okay, Elvis, what you said, I think is good. We shall adopt it. I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll say, Father, thank you so much that this my small wisdom too has said something and my boss has accepted it. And I'll leave it as that. But if I say it, my boss says, thank you anyway, but we will not do it your way. You see, my case ends there. Do I get an attitude? Do I rebel? Do I say, you should hear me at all costs? I may be 200% sure of myself that what I'm saying is better than what he is saying. But you know something? Because he is the leader who will give the account of Christ Oasis Ministries International, I have to leave him to make the decision that best fits his makeup. Do you understand? Even if I think it will not work. Once I spoke my mind, my next action would be that I will humbly support whatever decision that he makes. 
and I will not be expecting his decision, which wasn't mine, to fail. I'll be praying, I'll be hoping, and I'll be expecting that he will succeed. Because when he succeeds, we have all succeeded. So my voice and my opinion ends where I speak it. The will of God for us begins where my senior pastor believes that we have to take it from. But now hold on here. If in the midst of all that I've explained, I see that there is something in that decision that makes me not to fulfill my reason on earth as a person that I cannot account for my life before God one day only because I am part of this thing, then I can't be on this thing. That should not be a, re a rebellion. That should not be a fight against my leader's decision. It simply has to be the fact that me, myself, I am in a place today that I think that will not make me see my God and give proper account. Pastor, do you understand this? In that case, instead of me staying in and fighting a good cause, a cause that God has ordained, I'd rather... And if you are stepping out, don't pee inside. Don't pee inside the same place that you have eaten. Don't muddy the waters for others. I want you to lift up your hands to God. Say, Father, help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to obey. Even when I don't understand. Even when I don't understand, help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to obey. Beloved, I'm telling you that you don't need to drink any oil. You don't need to be dipped into Jordan River. Your simple obedience will pay off in your life. God will honor your simple obedience. The God that I serve, he will honor your simple obedience. That obedience is far bigger, far more than, 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 than having the late Renard Bonke and, and, and Archbishop Idahosa, uh, 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 you know, Maurice Cerullos, all those guys coming down from heaven and laying their hands. I'm telling you that your obedience is more powerful than the hand of a man. Your obedience will pay you, will pay you more. Tell God that God, let my obedience in your word pay me, Lord. Let your, my obedience in your word reward me in this time. Things that have delayed, Lord, today I activate them. I activate them. I activate them. I activate the blessing upon my life. And as your pastor, I stand here right now to ask God, to ask God, to ask God to activate his blessing in your life. Let God's blessing overflow in your life. Let God's blessing overflow in your life. Say these words after me. Say, Father, today, forgive me. For every act of disobedience. I repent of them. I change my mind. From disobedience. And I've decided Lord. To live a life of obedience. Lord help me. Give me that grace. To obey you. In all ways. In all ways. I know you are a faithful God. Your promise concerning me shall come to pass for the year 2020 lord help me lord activate 
Everything I've yearned for. Everything I've prayed for. Don't let this year end. Don't let 2020 end until I see fulfillment of your promise in my life. I thank you, Lord. I seal my prayer and I declare it's irreversible. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. Whatever you prayed is sealed. It's sealed. And it shall come to pass. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.